You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Tuesday, September 28th. Tom and Ricky, we are your hosts as always. The Eagles go down last night on Monday Night Football to the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get to that momentarily. Baseball, some really big series starting today. Today is the day where we get to uh, start many of the series that will determine who makes the playoffs and who does not. I've got three plays there. I know Ricky's got to play over on baseball. Tennis. We've got a, a good tournament starting. Chicago's underway. And uh, we'll have a few plays there as well. I've got, I've got a bunch of plays for tennis uh, that we'll rattle off here at the end. As always, we get a lot of good feedback on the tennis, Ricky. But as always, if we don't like the tennis, let us know. I will stop talking about it. That's how we're leaving this. Until I hear otherwise, we are talking about tennis, Ricky. I like the end of the show, you know, throwing it in there at the end for anybody who wants it. Because I I think there's some people out there who like your picks. I think there's a lot of people that turn us off and turn us right back on at the end. Just catching the (laughs) tennis, please. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah Tons just kidding no nobody's doing that but hey tennis is a beautiful thing i'm working on a little piece for uh steadypicks.com uh about how to how i've kind of built this tennis model that i use and i'm working on putting that together i've kind of started it i am just not entirely sure how, how much of the farm to to hand out that's what stops me uh, every time, and I delete some stuff, and I try and go back. Because you don't want to give away the farm. Not that my uh, strategy, my model for tennis is the end-all, be-all here. But you always got to be careful. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, you give in the plays. The people, you're here to help, Tom. If, if giving them more rather than less helps... Give it to him. That's what I say. But more importantly, Tom, can we put Nick Sirianni in a fucking body bag to start the morning? I don't even know if it was as much him or I, I don't know if he's the one that holds this that that uh, that we take to the edge. I'm just not sure it's solely him. There was so much wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles last night as they lose Top. 21 to 41 to Dallas Cowboys. 
I want to take Seriani to the end to the edge and kick him off. All right. This guy's the worst coach in the NFL. I have no idea how he got this job, Tom. Terrible leader of men, mediocre play caller, worst thing the NFL has seen since Adam Gase. Tom, two carries for Miles Sanders the entire game? And one of them was a was a very nice little run. Right they both the were. He averaged 13.5 yards a carry. Let me ask you this, Tom. How do you help a young QB like Jalen Hurts, who's going into his seventh start? We're not going to even answer that. Everybody knows the answer to that. All right. You know who doesn't know the answer to that? <laughs> Nick Sirianni. <laughs> this fucking clown. Two carry for Miles Sanders? I can't move past that, Tom, until we, like, speechless. And, I mean, the first quarter was really a very close game. Like, it wasn't until the very, I don't know, maybe three-quarters of the way through the second quarter, almost halftime, where it really got kind of carried away, I think. So it's not like you got down 21 nothing in five minutes. You know, and had to just had to start airing it out. Like you were down seven points for quite a while. Like you really could have helped your quarterback who just threw his first pick of the season on a really bad ball. You could you could kind of help him rebound with a little run in the football. Not to mention you've got a stud running back in Miles Sanders who's looked great the last two weeks. The read option, it's been working great. What, like, what, what are they doing? I, I can't wrap my head around it, Tom. And that's the most frustrating thing. Like you said, the game, it, it didn't get out of hand until I would argue, like, the moment that it started to slip was the pick six coming out of the third quarter. When, when that happened, it was like, all right, you're playing from behind now. You got to switch the game plan up. At that point, maybe you can abandon the run. But, Tom, two carries the entire game. I hope – I don't know if he did his press conferences. I'm sure he did. I hope the Philadelphia reporters fucking scolded him on this because I need some answers. It's inexcusable. It's Chip Kelly-esque. No, and I totally agree with that. Look – Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball 40 times in a football game. He's we got to find a way to limit him a little bit. He was 25 of 39 for 326 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. He was obviously struggling struggling a little bit last night. And to be so I don't know, ignorant or oblivious, maybe is the better word, to the to the situation at hand amazes me and I say this all the time Ricky off offline here that coaches in the NFL are horrifyingly naive they don't adjust very well they take what they know and they take what they think and they take it to the grave with them and it's so frustrating Mike McCarthy again and we look at the you know Anthony Lynn we talk about all these bad coaches the the 
Uh, Bears, Matt Nagy, they got, he doesn't know who they're starting. He's got three quarterbacks that might start for him. He's terrible. He's but terrible, too. Last night, McCarthy, in the, at the, before halftime, he refuses to call a timeout. He left an entire drive for the Dallas Cowboys on the table because he didn't call time, his timeouts. They ended the half with three timeouts or two timeouts. He didn't call Tom. them. When the Eagles were, I, I, were struggling and trying to figure out what to do and like running the clock down, they're like, okay, we can't move the ball, but if they're going to run the clock down from two-minute drill all the way to zero and didn't call a timeout, then okay. You got Dak Prescott and those receivers too, two timeouts. Right, and you're letting the clock wind down and then kneel the ball with three seconds left. What? Yeah. <laughs> You got to call yeah, a timeout that, when it was it was second and or I think it was third and really pretty uh, twenty third and twenty. You didn't call a timeout. You let him run some little play to, to Sanders. It was a pass ended on the left side of the field. Fourth and five. They let the clock run down again. It was a minute and forty five seconds gone. You know, it's just it's mind boggling. Yeah, there's there's been some. Questionable coaching calls around the league. The, the thing with me, Tom, I'm an old school football guy. All right. I like teams that run the ball well and play hard nosed defense. And the thing with like Nick Sirianni in particular with the Eagles is he's just not that. And he's never going to be that. And I just, I feel like a guy like Dan Campbell, you know, Robert uh, Sala or whatever, however you pronounce his last name. Vic Vangio on the Broncos, like these guys, they would never let Ezekiel Elliott get 15 straight carries and just run the ball damn your down your damn throat. It was embarrassing to watch as an Eagles fan. They wouldn't do anything to fix it. You know, I think it was in the second quarter where they're just run after run. They're yeah. doing nothing. And but it's I just wonder, Tom. I just think it's always so difficult. Yeah, like it's easy to say that in hindsight, but in the moment. I think it's more difficult than it looks. Like you can't just walk up there and load the box trying to stop the run and then they throw it over your head. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be I don't know how you stop the run when somebody's doing that. I guess you just don't. Like you literally you, just don't. You get your front four has got to get it done, I guess. You cannot let a team run the ball 15 straight plays right down your throat like that. If it means Dak beating you over the top and you at least making them respect that you can stop Zeke, that's one thing. But uh, yeah, Tom, I mean, that that's up for debate. However, you know, someone sees the game. But for me, like, that's the type of shit as a fan. I, I hate that as an Eagles fan. I just hate it. And I feel like... This all kind of goes back to Carson Wentz to tie it all together. I feel like Sirianni was brought in at a time when they were hoping to keep Carson Wentz. He's He's got that kind of personality that you could see fit well with Carson Wentz. And I just feel like Carson is responsible for a, a lot of uh, tough things that have happened to this Eagles team. But I'm not a Sirianni guy, Tom, as you can see. He's got a big uh he's got a big strike on my list uh from last night. Really just poor game plan I thought out the gate and just didn't work. No adjust <clears throat> excuse me, no adjustments 
to make, no adjustments to be found, and that's how the game kind of wrapped up. Uh, just yep. an absolute blowout, and and truly just, and I think part of it is we've, as Eagles fans, we've kind of let the the expectations run a bit wild, right? Like this team's bad. This team's not going to win games this year. Like this is what we need to get used to because this is reality. This team is bad with a rookie quarterback. End of story. But so you know what? I think after two games, we've gotten a little carried away with how they've looked that we think that they really could have gone in and beat the Dallas Cowboys, which was never going to happen. I don't I don't disagree with that, Tom. The only thing is, and this is another word to Nick Sirianni, you don't go get your ass kicked like that by the Cowboys and play a game like that. You at least show some heart and play tougher. And I don't know. It just didn't sit well, Tom. It just didn't sit well. I can live with the loss. I can't live with the way they lost. And the funniest part about this is I'm just speaking as a fan here. I didn't have a play for steady picks on that game yesterday. <laughs> my my Eagles fandom is coming out right now. But, like, ugh, it's just it's passion, you know? It's passion. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I had the Eagles. That's a tough loss to take for me, considering they really had no chance. Probably my worst pick of this season. Uh, just on a – were they close to covering? Was it a, was it a close game? This was not. Uh, so so loss there for, for me, loss for steady picks. Uh, system play, I believe, they had the Eagles – Yep, and uh, we move on to another another week, another day. Uh, Steady picks, radio, wake up and wager. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we got baseball plays, and of course, we got tennis plays. Stay tuned. Be back in a minute. Are you trying to get a winning edge in sports betting? Look no further than SteadyPicks.com and SteadyPicks Radio. Our team at SteadyPicks provides data, analysis, and insights to help you become a better sports better. Best of all, SteadyPicks is 100% free. A SteadyPicks membership gives you access to all of the SteadyPicks system bets, our expert hosts' best bets, and our special guest picks. Head over to our website, www.steadypicks.com, sign up for free, and start winning. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Tom and Ricky were your hosts. Remember, steadypicks.com, it's completely free to sign up, 100% free for everything we have to offer. Sign up today at SteadyPicks.com. Expert picks from myself, Ricky, Donnie, Big John, Dan and Matt will be featured on there as well with their prop plays for uh, for the NFL and beyond. Uh, and, of course, the Steady Picks system plays the most important part. All the records are posted I don't know, Tom. Those Ricky plays, 10 and 3? I'm giving the steady pick system a run. Early on here, you are. You are. You really are. Uh, hopefully we can keep it up. No, we, hopefully we can keep it up. That's that's one of the beautiful things about this is you get angles from a lot of different people, places. Uh, very numbers driven, very not numbers driven. You kind of get it all. 
there's nothing worse than when someone is like cocky about picks or like too confident three weeks in. So please know everyone, I'm completely joking when I say that. Off to a great start, grateful for that. Put in a lot of hard work to get off to this start, but we've got a long way to go. And the NFL is a beast, so don't ever, don't ever get too high here. That is a good message. It is indeed the toughest sport to beat. And if you don't believe that, you're absolutely nuts. Uh, while you're over on SteadyPicks.com, if you do not have a BetMGM account, please sign up for one today. Click the links on the website. Take you right to the sign-up page. $1,000 risk-free bet over there. If you sign up through SteadyPicks, that's what we're giving away to everybody. $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up there today. We talk about this all the time. Multiple outs at many books. So if you don't have a BetMGM account, but you primarily use DraftKings or FanDuel, it's time to open another book. It's time to shop for some lines. It's the most important thing you can do. Go sign well up. Well said. Ricky, let's talk a little uh, baseball. Oh, actually, you know, before we move to baseball, now that you brought up, uh, you brought up your record and everything, I got to just check yours and my record here for baseball because I or for football. So you're 10 and three plus 5.8 units. It looks like, which is pretty darn good. Yep, I think yep. I'm uh negative. So we're negative 2.4 units about to become minus 3.4 units. Um, and truthfully, I'm last week, uh, week three. Anyway, I had a few plays that I didn't, put on here that I ended up playing on Sunday. It's really frustrating to see the record because for the like MLB, every play I've ever made is on here for this season. Uh, the NFL, it's not quite. So I need to get a little bit better on Sunday morning, making sure I get those plays over to get posted instead of just the plays I picked out earlier. So minus 3.4 units for me at 5 and 8 is what we'll move to after last night's game. Tom, uh, real quick, how are you doing in the DraftKings pool? Because what's interesting is, so I'm 10-3 and on my Steady Picks card, and I'm kind of feeling the opposite as you there, where I really like that I've been able to limit my plays and only put out the games I love here. Whereas on this DraftKings one, where we have to make five picks a week, it's been a bit more challenging, you know, to have to reach on some games that you don't necessarily love. Um, but yeah, how you, how you doing on that? We have, uh, let's see, let me pull it up. We've got two entries at eight and eight for 15. So that's eight and seven. Yes. Eight and seven. I got two entries at eight and seven. Uh, one entry is struggling at six and uh, what would that be? Nine, six and nine. Not very good there. But it's two really entries good. at eight and eight and seven or eight for 15 with how it displays it. Uh, that's where we're at. Okay. So one, one thing just to vent here a little on mine, Tom, on my main one here, nine for 15 hitting at a 60% rate here, but here's the crushing part. Four of my losses have been by a half point. 
four of them. Yeah. And the real spreads have covered in those four games. Like, it's brutal. The, like, the fact that these spreads didn't adjust is the reason why I lost. So I could be in, like, phenomenal, phenomenal shape right now. Instead, I'm, I'm alive, but, like, it's challenging with these lines. You warned me a little bit before the season that, you know, it's a bit different. And uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, they shade them towards the side that that uh, you know the sharps, so to so to speak, would like, and it's usually that you know three to three and a half, two and a half to three and a half. Like they they really try and shade them a tough way. So the three and a halves are the ones that have been just killing me these three point games. But yep. yeah, but uh, it's it's a fun time. I really like the the contest format. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's uh, nine and nine. And, what do you say? Nine and six. Uh, nine and fi- or nine for fifteen. So yeah, nine, yeah, and, nine six and six. Total. That's very. That's very good. That's going to do you well if you can stay like that uh, all season. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll do a better job re- reviewing those plays. I think it's interesting. Uh, maybe on Fridays, we'll we'll try and make a habit of doing that. But Ricky, let's flip over to baseball. We got a bunch of plays to go over. Go ahead and uh, give your play if you have it ready. Yep. So my play is over in the New York Yankees-Toronto Blue Jays game. I am going with a one-unit play on the Blue Jays' money line. Reason being, uh, Hunjin Ryu, one of my favorite pitchers in the league, he's specifically very good against the Yankees. He's got a 1.88 ERA in four starts against the Yankees this year, Tom. He's 2-0. Uh, they just they don't hit him well, even going back to last season. On the flip side for the Yankees, Jamison Talion, if that's how you pronounce his name, he has not pitched well against the Blue Jays. Uh, he's got over a 6 ERA against this team, and he hasn't pitched in almost a month. So uh, I just like this spot for the Blue Jays here. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're on the Yanks. I'm on the Yanks. I am on the Yanks. fuck. And reason being, and I like a lot of what you said there, a lot of that, it makes very sound sense. To me, this is a fact. This is a matter of the value. When I look at the overall team stats, the pitching stats, I take what you're saying into account or a bit of what you're saying into account that that I look at. Overall, I still come out with the Yankees as the favorite here. A slight favorite. I My model's got about minus 110-ish both ways. Um, So pretty much even, right? So the plus 105 that I was able to get, I think, is a good price, um, especially this time of year when the Yankees really need to win these. I do trust the Yankees a little bit more than I trust the Reds, the uh, Blue Jays. That's fair. I, this is tough. I wish we spoke before the show because <laughs> a, I hate like from just a value standpoint of the listeners, we kind of just double ended them and there's not much value here <laughs> or just, I guess they'll have to pick a side. But secondly, I hate, I just hate when we don't line up Tom. Um, so 
Part of me wants to just not play it. I have the BetMGM app open right now uh, debating what to do here. You know what? I think people over they over-dramatize like having us be on opposite sides or having two like resources that are conflicting. Like if you your, – your job before placing a bet. I'm going to go on a tangent here. The goal before placing any bet is to gather as much information as you can from everywhere, from both sides of the argument. If you only seek out, like you think you like the Yankees, so you hear something about the Yankees and you decide, oh, the Yankees, let me look up Yankees, Yankees. Oh, wow, Yankees, I love it. Like That's bad. You need to have a more well-rounded approach and look at some things about the Yankees, look at some things about the Blue Jays, consider everything that you hear and can take in in a day. Like I listen to sports like talk, like betting talk, you could say, all day long. I'm soaking in as much information as I can. I'm I'm reading Twitter, I'm getting newsletters, I'm I'm just reading reading reading, getting better, getting information and then you make the play. So it's just really important to get a lot of different angles from a lot of different places. I like that. I like that. And you know what, Tom? As much as I don't like, like I don't like the head-to-heads, I, I think my research was sound here, and I'm going to stick with the play as much as I hate to do it, and we'll, we'll do a little head-to-head here. And as you should, research is good. You like it, and that's great. My research goes the, a little bit the other way. That's all fine and dandy, too. Doesn't matter. Everybody looks at things a little bit different. Really doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, I'm on the I'm on the Yankees plus 105. Just think it's a value bet to get the Yankees as a dog. Um, Ryu has been pretty good, although on my metric chart, I don't have him really that highly rated. Middle of the road guy, and uh, Italian should be able to to do some work. So plus 105 on the Yankees for me. Okay. Okay. Do you have more baseball plays? I've got two more. Yes. All right. Is one in the Phillies game? Because I want you to touch on that game for us real quick too. It is. It is. I've taken three games here that really matter today. And uh, Yank, or I'm sorry, the Phillies game, Phillies at the Braves. Uh, this line is. I don't know, Phillies plus anywhere from 100 to 108. Come back minus 120 to minus 125 on the Braves at home. I took the Phillies minus 110 on the first five. Hmm. I got Wheeler. I hate the Phillies bullpen ranks very poorly on my chart. Uh, We got Wheeler going against Morton. I think the Phillies are going to come out ready, ready to be hungry. Uh, when you just look at on a numbers basis, I've got the Phillies favorited in this game. I actually have these lines flipped. Phillies should be minus one twenty is what I have. I like hopping on this with you. Yeah, I like the first five because I that Phillies bullpen is really, really bad, and I'm. 
I'm more interested in Wheeler throwing an absolute gem tonight than the Phillies as a full team for the full game. I think uh, this is a very logical way to bet this game rather than just grabbing the fills. And you are paying for it. You are paying for it, which I don't, you know, the discrepancy between what the money line is and what the first five line is is pretty big, which tells you, you know, there's a little bit of liability. About 18 cents. Yep, yep. So Phillies behind Wheeler, first five. Love it. The last one I I'm, have I'm, here. I'm on that for a half unit as well. Very nice. Excellent. Last game that I have for today is between the Brewers and the Cardinals. We're going with the Cardinals, plus 105. I couldn't believe this price when I saw it. A plus 105 with Adam Wainwright, who's been absolutely fantastic. I've got him ranked top 92nd percentile. He's right up there with Woodruff. And a plus 105 price on a team that is still very much competing. I think it's a fantastic value play. Again. How many games in a row have these these damn Cardinals won? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just looking. No, it's impressive is what I mean. They're on quite the roll, scoring a lot of runs, too. I wouldn't want to run into this team in a wild card game, Tom. This this is the perfect storm for the Dodgers. Oh, gosh, I love it if they could end up in this game. But, uh, yeah, Tom, plus money on a team this hot with Adam Wainwright on the mound, who specifically is great at home. I love this. And I think Woodruff's just getting way overpriced at times now. I mean, Milwaukee just can't hit the ball. Yeah, their bullpen's good. Starting pitching's fine, but they can't hit. And uh, they're definitely not going to be able to hit against Wainwright. That's for sure. I'm going to have to ride this with you as well. Half unit plus money. Ricky, this is actually the biggest discrepancy in any game that I have today. In any game I've seen in a really long time. I have, I mean, this open minus 110 both ways, and money's been all over the the Brewers, down to 125, as low as 125. I actually have the Cardinals price at minus 130 in this game. That's what my price came out to. I don't love that move, though. I didn't that either. worries me a bit. But it's just people back in Woodruff. That's all it is. That happens every game for him. But you would think... The public is very behind uh, the Cardinals right now on this win streak, so that tells me there's some some sharp action going on the Brewers here. But you know, I think the the public probably actually plays the other way on a long win streak, fading it. I was wondering that actually. That would be my. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. I can pull up uh, the early the early betting numbers at least. Let's see. But I would think sometimes the public is maybe fading them, thinking they can't possibly win another game, especially against Woodruff. So out of about 1,200 bets, which keep in mind is very small sample size this early in the morning, 
the Cardinals are catching about 75% of the bets and about 65% of the money early. So slight, slightly on the Cardinals, yet that line is is moving toward the Brewers. But I, I agree with everything you said, Tom, and I, I'm going to back the Cardinals regardless at plus money with Wainwright. Plus 105 is the best price that I can find around. So we've got three plays. Cardinals plus 105, Phillies minus 110 on the first five, and the Yankees plus uh, 105 as well. Is that what I said? Uh, plus 105 Yankees. as well. Yep. Yep, yep. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Ricky, you know what time it is. Time for me to hit the mute button <laughs> and let you take it away, my man. Tennis is the kind of place where you can really actually uh, win, like pretty easily. If you know what you're doing, you know what you're putting together. Uh, because as I said yesterday, I just see so many lines that are just mispriced, especially in the early rounds when everybody's there's just so many matches. It really feels like some of these prices are just flat out wrong. Oh, excuse me. Uh, flat out wrong. So that's kind of what happens here. I've got uh, a bunch of plays. I think, what's my tennis record? I think we're back in the positive. We've been doing pretty well. Uh, 25 and 24 for plus 2.2 units uh, this year on the old tennis. Really happy about that. Um, okay. First play is starting, and I should have read this at the beginning of the show. It may not be available now when you hear this. Uh, Kaya Yuvan, minus 105 against uh, Greet Minin. And I don't have much to say about a lot of these plays because they're all based on the same type of idea is, you know, we've built this this model we know what it's looking for, looking for big discrepancies in their serve numbers, the percentage of serves of the first serves that get in and they win the point. Also comparing it to the when they miss the first serve and they go to the second serve, how often they win the second serve point. And then most importantly, for those following along at home, most importantly, we're looking at their serve return numbers. Matches are won by serve returns not serving hard serving dominant it's won by returns you can't win matches unless you can return the serve so most importantly that's what we look at that's what they say about me and ping pong tom my serve i'm telling you your serve is good or your serve serve receive is good if you can't handle my serve it's gonna be a long day on the ping pong table that's, All I right. mean, that, that translates perfectly. It really does. That's exactly the thought process. If if somebody has a good serve and you can't handle the serve, you got no shot. You're not going to win all I'm your trying, points. Tom, to, to understand tennis is by breaking it down to ping pong. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> hey. Um. So, anyway, the, the serve-receive numbers, really, really important. We're looking at first serve how they do, that's most important on the return side of things. You want to know exactly how many of the first serves they get in because those are all, you know, obviously the, the better serves, the harder serves, should I say. 
taking all of those, we're weighting them all out, we're giving ourselves a value, we're giving ourselves lines. From there, we compare it with what I can see on the on the odds board, and that's how we get to these. So I don't have much to say about each individual one because I don't I don't research um Kai Yuvan the same way that I've known LeBron James my whole life. Right? Like this is strictly a numbers based thing that we're doing. And I watch I watch some of these now, but like like we've talked about, this is something I've done for the last year. So I'm not you know, I'm not it's not Derek Jeter to me. It's Kai Yuvan. I'm still I don't know that much about her. But I have her numbers and that's how we come up with these. I like it. Live or die anyway. by the numbers, Tom. Sometimes I feel like it's easier if you're if you're a numbers better, it's almost easier for you to just not know much about the teams cuz it's hard to take your your true like personal opinion all the way out of it if you have an opinion about the game like that's why i love this because i don't like there's a few players on the tour that i that i really like from watching them over the last year like there's a handful maybe four or five that i really really like but not enough to like blur my judgment on who i'm gonna pick yep whereas it's tough to bet against the eagles even if the cowboys looked like a great play Last night, uh, it's tough to do it based on, you know, being a fan, everything else. And you know what, Tom? Just just one last note on that Eagles game. No reason to beat yourself up if you bet the Eagles. You followed a, re- a reverse line movement. You followed, uh, I forget, the steady picks write-up, but that was a pretty damn convincing write-up. The way that you explained it on the show yesterday, too, like – just because they didn't play well, Nick Sirianni's a dumbass isn't a reason to be like, think that, you know, you were so wrong and your numbers were off. In reality, the numbers didn't account for a bonehead coach that ran the ball twice. The best football betters in the world win 60% of their games. Remember that. It's You're not going to win them all. Um, okay, so Kai Yuvon, minus 105. That's the first play. That's starting, like, now. Um, we have a parlay that totals plus 110 is the total on this, and that's Jasmine pa- Paolini and Jill Teichman. They're both minus 225. I had them priced way below minus 225, uh, both of these of these women. So I parlayed them together at plus 110 for uh, a quarter of a unit on that one. As we don't do a lot of parlays, I don't need to mess with up, up with everything. Quarter unit on that. Next one and the final one for today is Victoria Gulabic. Gulabic, I think. Gulabic. Plus 180 against the American. Amanda Inesimo. Plus 180 is a fantastic price on this. The numbers, this is the most mispriced match of the day. Their numbers are nearly identical. Gulabic is very good at the point at the return points one, especially on the hard court. This is the most poorly priced game of the day. 
and that I've seen in a while. So plus 180 on that. The other play we added for tomorrow afternoon is Bianca Andrescu at minus 150. If you want to lock that in, it's going to move quite a bit. It's at minus 150 now. It will not be there for very long. Those are the plays. Hey, tennis, tennis, Tom. I love it. I love it. Uh, Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much on Twitter at Get Steady Picks on Instagram at Steady Picks. Follow us on both of those. Stay up to date with everything we have going on. I've got an article coming out today about tracking your plays importance of it why the best handicappers in the world obviously do that without a doubt that'll be out later today i believe they told me that article is uh i was gonna tell you tom i read it last night and i forgot to touch on that in the show it's up right now great read great read uh um, i really enjoyed it appreciate that uh like i said we got another one working a lot of stuff going on here steadypicks.com Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Good luck today. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's go baseball.